Okay. We are doing today Chapter 12, and with this concluding this letter of repentance. And the entire Chapter 12 explains one concept. The end of Chapter 11, we discussed that a person should always keep his sins in the back of his head. And when one does so, one can be joyous in any suffering because he can view that suffering, that misfortune, as God in his kindness cleansing him from his sin. So why is it that I'm so happy if I'm cleansed from my sin now? If not, I'll be cleansed from my sin in the afterworld. But I've explained that it's far kinder to have the cleansing here. And that's why you're joyous when it happens. In other words, it's like a favor for the soul to be cleansed in this world instead of being scoured in Gehenna in the afterworld. Especially in our generation where we generally don't have the strength to undergo all of the fat the Arizal prescribed to cleanse our soul. So we need it to be cleansed. And we know that this world is a far gentler cleansing to affect the same impact as the next world. As Nachmanidi writes in the introduction to his commentary on Job, that even the sufferings of Job for 70 years have no comparison to the suffering of a soul for one hour in Gehenna, in the afterworld. Because the physical fire is only, so to speak, one-sixtieth of the fires of Gehenna, of the afterworld. Because this is a world built on kindness. And that's why mild sufferings in this world save us from severe judgments in the world to come. Just so we can compare it to the sun moving thousands of miles cause a corresponding movement in shadows on our world of a few inches. So what we go through a few, so to speak, inches of suffering in our world is what would take above thousands of miles of movement. Now, this works on all levels, meaning there's this relationship between our world and the higher world and the spiritual world that our world impacts the spiritual world in a far more intense way than we experience it here. Like, for example, all the good we do. If someone offered on the altar in the temple one bird, a handful of flowers, there'd be tremendous reverberations of impact in the upper world. Here you're just burning a handful of flowers. You're burning one bird. Nothing. It's such a small token offering to God. But in the spiritual world, that impact is so profound. And similarly with all the commandments we do, we take wool, we make the tzitzit, we take uh, parchment, we write the passages of the tzilin, and we do the commandments with them, simple acts that cause enormous effects in all the spiritual worlds. And our sages say in general on the verse, it says, sanctify yourself and you shall be holy. And man sanctifies himself a little below, meaning a little in quantity, below implies the quality. And he becomes sanctified in great measure from above. So what we're doing here that seems just a little, and it is a little, above is so profound, the impact. So just as it's so in terms of our commandments, so it's so in terms of rewards, and so it's so in terms of punishment. So the reward for a commandment infinitely surpasses the physical deed. As we know, that we're told the reward of the commandment is the commandment itself. Meaning the reward is a spiritual illumination 
that completely transcends the energy of this world. So the reward is far more powerful than the act you did. And this is also true in terms of the punishment. So if something was affected in this world, if a punishment happened in this world, that punishment, that seemingly mild impact of this world has such powerful impact above that it can accomplish what would take above so much more time, so much more effort, so much more pain. And that's why we're saying, I have sinned. I know my soul needs to be cleansed. And God in his kindness and compassion and love for me is reaching out now to cleanse my soul. I'm so joyous. I'm so appreciative. 